0: Carefree Cuisine is a new business in Littleton launched to address food allergies. They manufacture frozen m- meals in their sterile kitchen, each of which is top f- is free of the top free eight allergens, which n- never enter their facility. Their first uh, line is all plant-based vegan meals. Uh, perfect for anyone doing meatless Mondays, observing meatless Fridays, or anyone just trying to work more plant-based into their diet. The good morning scramble uh, Vibrance Bowl, very veggie rice, farmer's chili, and Asian noodle bowl are all 14 to 16 ounce meals, around 500 calories, and perfect to go from the freezer to the microwave to your table. Delicious and most importantly, for food allergy sufferers, safe. Stay tuned for the also, which is this also affects me. Uh, stay tuned for their meat uh, protein-based meals, uh, which will be launching very very soon. And some really exciting news for uh, all of CSG Podcast and Mortcast listeners. Uh, They've got an exclusive stock, your freezer deal, especially for listeners to the Mortcast. Get 10 free meals, excuse excuse me, get 10 meals for $99, which is a 25% discount, which comes to about $10 a meal. Um, And that's exclusive to CSG and the Mortcast. Okay, come by their kitchen on Bowles and Platte Canyon in the Columbine Shopping Center in uh, Littleton and see my friend Patrick uh, for this exclusive deal. Uh, they are located at 3615 West Bowles Avenue, Unit 1, Littleton, Colorado, 80123. Their phone number is 303 630 956 Yeah, or you can reach them at Cuisine. Dot com. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, Okay, I, I, I hate having to harp on this subject, and I know people are getting sick and tired of me coming back to this, but I think it particularly after the Nuggets had this horrible loss to the Golden State Warriors in, on uh, Monday, I think we need to reflect, and I think we need to understand certain things. And those things are, the Nuggets struggle against certain types of teams, and it's been consistent in the Malone era. Uh, they struggle against teams that shoot a ton of threes. Um, the That is consistent with Houston, it is consistent with Pelicans, it is consistent against the Warriors, who, let us not forget, they barely beat the terrible Warriors team earlier in the year. Um, they struggle, again, and it doesn't matter record or anything, they struggle against teams that shoot a lot of threes, they struggle against, against the Nets, they lost to the Nets. It is very consistent, it's very obvious, and it applies to every single time they play these teams. Either they struggle to win, or they lose. And this is a systemic issue. A systemic issue with the Nuggets. Um, we all come back to effort, they all come back to energy, blah, all that stuff. But let me tell you something, when it's this consistent, and it's against the same kinds of teams... Don't you think that other teams are looking at this thinking, hmm, you know, if we chuck a lot of threes, we're going to beat this Denver Nuggets team. They have a systemic defensive issue when it comes to threes, particularly corner threes. I discussed this after they lost to the Pelicans for the second time. They have an issue, big issue, right there. And until the Nuggets correct what they're doing defensively, it ain't going to change, right? And honestly, the reason I'm doing this podcast right now is to remind people of this. This is not a new situation. This is a very consistent situation. The Nuggets are a good team, if not a very, very good team, right? But they have struggle because of the way they set up their defense on corner threes, they give up a ton of threes, and this is something that people will notice going all, even all the way back to last year. Um, the Nuggets give up a ton of uncontested threes, and this is because they dive. They, they have a, they have a, they have, and I think maybe some of it's Malone, maybe some of it's some of the assistant coaches. There's a paranoia about giving up too much in the lane. They crash too hard and they have too much ground to carry to cover coming out to the threes. I would because of the way this league is structured, I would rather have them cover for threes and maybe give up some twos than than give up as many open threes as they do. And none of it has anything to do with Nikola Jokic and his defense. It has everything to do with how the Nuggets cover these things. Because of this, because they crash too hard, they get cut short on rotations, right? So maybe a guy rushes out, uh, rush, crashes into the boards. Um, let's say a Tory Craig crashes to the boards to prevent a drive, uh, but then has to recover to get to the corner, right? Well, he's rushing out to the corner. Your defensive rotations are behind and maybe that guy in the corner is like, oh, wait, no, this guy's flying out to me. I got this guy wide open over here who's about 10 feet away. Let me just skip the ball over to him, and we'll be fine. Every single team in the league has plays like this, okay? Even the Nuggets do this. But the problem is the Nuggets do this every single time they play a high-volume three-point shooting team. And depending on teams to miss a bunch of threes is not going to cut it in this league. And I don't understand, I just, for the life of me, I don't understand why this is not obvious. This is a systemic problem the Nuggets have. It is not a, quote, defensive effort problem. This happens every single time. And it was, if you think about it, them losing to the Golden State Warriors, as depressing as it was, was probably predictable because the Warriors shoot a ton of threes. And when you are hitting at threes at the rate that they that the, the Warriors were, the Nuggets couldn't recover because themselves, the Nuggets themselves are not a great three point shooting team. Then that's nothing to do with the trade of Malik Beasley. People have overplayed that to a nauseating extent. Okay, Malik Beasley was not going to help you last night. Okay, let me just one hundred percent tell you this: and Malik Beasley was not going to help you. Malik Beasley uh, is not going to help you with defensive rotations. In fact, Malik Peasley is not going to help you generally at all on defense. And that's where the problem is, and it's not an, quote, effort thing. It is a just systemic problem. Until the Nuggets figure out how they are going to cover these three-point shots, this is going to keep happening. And teams that have good shooters, like the Pelicans... I mean, even the Warriors, they shoot a ton of threes and they got hot, right? And they were chucking, okay? This wasn't, this this was not a, a team that was just like work, 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 work till you get a good shot. This was a team that was chucking and they knew exactly where the Nuggets were going to be falling short, which was a corner three. It happens every single time they play these teams. Until the Nuggets figure this out, ain't nothing happening, right? Um, and not Now, fortunately for the Nuggets, not every team in the league, uh, has this, uh, shoots at the volume of other these other teams that the Nuggets struggle against. Um, as I said with the Pelicans, the Nuggets have an Alvin Gentry issue with them. that He knows exactly how to attack them. And Alvin Gentry Cla- slash Chris Finch, they know exactly how to attack the Nuggets. Um, and I think the playbook has just filtered through the league. Now they know, okay, these guys are going to, give up corner three. And there's some teams that are more adept at hitting those shots than others. And it just so happened that the Warriors had a hot night. Nuggets were up by 12 points at once in the third quarter, right? But the problem was that just the Warriors rained threes down. And the Nuggets couldn't scramble to get them because of how they approached the defense. It is what it is. Um, I need to have an uncomfortable conversation about having Paul Millsap out there, particularly a still-injured Paul Millsap. How much is he helping you? Seriously, at that point, how much is an injured, old Paul Millsap going to help you, particularly when you knee are having such a hard time covering on those because of the way you approach your defense. You're not, you're not, you're basically, it's always that corner. It's always that corner, where the Nuggets. It's it's the same corner. It's the left corner on each side, where the Nuggets struggle the most, right. And by the left corner, I mean if you're facing under the basket, away from the basket, right. It is that corner at all time. the The corner at the bench on the Nuggets end, and the corner uh, uh in this on the other on the opposite caddy corner side on the other end of the basket. It's the same corner every time, and the Nuggets just it's just a thing. It is a thing that happens, and that is not that. Plus, you got a short Gary Harris. You got wing players that you know don't have a tremendous amount of length outside of Porter, and and maybe a little bit Tory Craig, but Torrey Craig is not exactly Mister Lengthy. Um, it is, it is, it is what it is, right? So, until the Nuggets figure this out, it's going to keep happening, right? Having an injured Paul Millsap out there, I just don't understand the lot. I, under, I, I just – bringing Paul off the bench would have probably been a better – It would have been better served at that point. Um, I, there's just – there's just there's so many things. Now, I, I, is this a terminal thing? No. I would not be surprised if the Nuggets went on a streak um they also as, as very you know as discussed ad nauseum before they do play down to their competition this is true but people aren't looking at the specific and i'm going to use the word data even though i hate that data here is that the nuggets tend to struggle against the same types of teams they they just it is a 100% fact and it's not a jokic thing jokic is who he is if it, if you, if your center is going to shoot uh, a high volume of threes, it is what it is, right? But it is the rest of the way they approach their defense that they do, I think, partially to compensate for from them. Look, Jokic's lack of rim protection. Obviously, that is a thing. But where the teams kill them is threes. And it's been that way this year. Um, forget lobs. I'll take someone getting an overhead lob all day if they're not chucking a whole bunch of threes. It's really what's going on. So how do you combat this? How do you combat this? I wish I had the solutions. Maybe just stay tighter to the threes. Maybe stay tighter to the corners and give up some twos. Right? I don't know. (laughs) But it is a consistent enough problem to where people should be aware of it. And no, because I can guarantee you every team in the NBA knows that the Nuggets struggle with a very certain type of team. And how the Nuggets combat this is going to be probably the quizzical, the, not the quizzical, but the, the, um, the question of the rest of this, of this season. Forget getting into the playoffs or getting into the playoffs. Forget you know high seed. They're going to have a high seed. How they figure that out is going to be the question because that is going to dictate how far they go. And if they're able to close out, in a playoff series, but more importantly, as they come down the stretch battling for that number two seed, how they're able to compensate for that is going to be the question. Before I continue with the rest of the Morecast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake & in beautiful lower downtown, Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. If you like wine, if you like the atmosphere of just going to a place where you can chill out and have wine, do you like Pinot? Do you like uh, Cabernet? Do you like Rieslings? Do you like Whites? Basically, do you like wine? Uh, they have their own vineyards in Sonoma County, California. They also have a partnership with a, a Grand Valley Wine uh, back on the western slope of Colorado. Uh, they've got you covered, so you don't have to fly to California or drive 250 miles to Grand Junction. Um, if you like the atmosphere of that, if you like our just finished work, want to have a Nice glass of wine as you work on some stuff on your laptop. This is the place to go. Uh, really, it's like I said before, great atmosphere, great, great uh, serving staff that really will guide you through where the best pairings, and at least just what appeals to you. They'll give you a taste, see what you is best for you. It's a t- tremendous area, very be- beautiful. The Dairy Block is one of my favorite places to go in Denver. Uh, right down the the uh, road is the. Uh, Milk Market, if you're like out there for dinner, you want to not finish your night, come with a bunch of friends, go down right to the middle of the, of the dairy block to Blanchard Family Wines. Once again, they are located between 18th and 19th. In Blake & Wazee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. You know, if, if as the Nuggets come to this part of the season... You know, this has been a very negative podcast. There, this is, none of this is terminal, right They're a good team.' It's, it's frustrating to watch them do the same thing over and over. And it's because of the way they approach certain things. It is very It's too consistent not to be a thing, okay? And how they approach the rest of this season will be very, very interesting. And uh, as I said in the last segment. That's going to be the question as we go down the stretch. Um, I'm going to present a, a as I kind of hinted at in the last segment, I I think I'm going to pre- kind of, I've coalesced around an idea that I think would be controversial within the locker room for Michael Malone to do, but I think would take some really good bravery. And I think it may actually galvanize this team. And that is, maybe moving the $30 million man, Paul Millsap, to the bench in favor of Jeremy Grant because Millsap seemed to feast on the bench, particularly that stretch where he was coming back from injury uh, in January. He really, really was feasting on the bench. And he worked well with Michael Porter Jr. And if you're going to feature Porter, which they should, Really, I think this is the thing to do. Uh, this has become an, a way to balance defensive issues with the second unit, which we all can acknowledge Porter has issues on that front, right? Um, we can maybe balance that out while giving Millsap the opportunity to really feast on second units, right? I think we... Um, we overstate the ego of people, and I don't sense in Paul Millsap an ego that would extend to being extremely upset if he has to come off the bench. And I think that this would be the a tremendous solution to this, the Nuggets issues right now. A stabilizing force on the bench unit, and he can close games, right? As George Carl used to say, it's not who starts, who closes. And it's who closes. And I, I really think that this applies with Paul Millsap. You he definitely needs to be out there at the end of the game. Um, I think that having Jeremy Grant out there allows some flexibility with the starting unit that you just don't have with an older Paul Millsap. This could be a way for the Nuggets to unlock some of their defensive issues on covering threes. And maybe juggle some lineup combinations that work better. Um, Nuggets are kind of anchored with two centers, um, and Mason Plumlee is another issue. But I think Millsap is a guy who could be, could very well be best served as a bench defensive anchor, a veteran who can gobble up points uh, in on the reserves and be some guy who... Closes out games with your club, with your star you know starting unit put put Grant around the bench or you can run an ultra big unit. I think that is where things can start being unlocked again. And I think if the Nuggets at least experiment with that or try it, it could work. Remember last year in the playoffs, I believe I was the first person to to call for Torrey Craig to start over Will Barton in the playoffs because of. Basically wanting him to play the Dante Jones role first, you know, couple minutes of the first half, first couple minutes of the second half, play maybe 16 minutes a game, maybe 14 minutes a game, somewhere in there, but be that person that, you know, this is a different situation. I think this is a fundamental lineup change, and I think that it could could unlock a better version of this Nuggets team. Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. Uh, I will be talking to you soon. Goodbye.